so good. You've been so good. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. My heart is full. My heart is full. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. You good. take a seat. Isn't it so cool to thank God? I love what the psalmist said. Give thanks to God for He is good all the time. Well, a special welcome to you all this morning. Great to see you. If this is your first or second time at Activate, a special welcome to you. And as you leave the auditorium this morning, we invite you to help yourself to a guest pack. It's a white pack at the Back at the auditorium, there you'll find details about the church. And if you'd like somebody to contact you, fill in the details and we'll be in contact. So church, can we put our hands together to welcome our guests this morning? That would be great. Well, it's been a day of guests. This morning we had uh, Aaron Hayford all the way from the States back with us. He's here for two or three weeks. And this morning I see Panachi and Leon and, well, it's just wonderful to have you guys with us. So a special welcome to you. And of course... This weekend is Kay's last Sunday with us. Oh, so she's been away for two years. She's come back for two months. Maybe away for another period of time, two years. Love to pray with you shortly, so that'd be fantastic. Pastor Sheridan is in Melbourne. He's been ministering at retreat with Pastor Wayne and Ruth Swift's church and currently ministering there today. So they'll be in for a wonderful time. So that's fantastic. Well, who's had a birthday or wedding anniversary over the last week? Why don't you come and join me up the front here? Come and help yourself to a chocolate bar. Birthdays and anniversaries. Wow, it's all happening. What a week, eh? Today, Riz, 21, eh? 40. Well, that's a special day. Congratulations to you. 
wonderful. Come forward, guys. Yeah, help yourself to your chocolates. Okay, well, church, why don't we stand and declare this prayer of blessing over these wonderful people? Okay, here we go. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favor, prosperity, purpose, and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's put our hands together and congratulate them. Well done, guys. Congratulations. That's fantastic. That's a special day for you too. It's 40. Wow. Today we have a special gathering. We're going to be hearing a testimony from Dominique shortly, which is wonderful. And Rachel's going to come and share a communion. And then Pastor Jan will carry on her series on ponderings, which is a real treat. So looking forward to that. So a few highlights to bring to your attention. Keep calm. It's on tomorrow. Keep calm. It's Christmas, ladies. So if you haven't registered, I encourage you to do so now. Today is the last day to sign up. So that'll be on tomorrow evening. It'll be a wonderful time. Keep calm. It's Christmas. You'll really enjoy your time together. Men's breakfast, this coming Saturday, the 11th, we have Pastor Sheridan who will be speaking there. It's going to be a wonderful time. So guys, I encourage you to come, bring along family and friends, and that will be awesome. Looking forward to that. Volunteers Day, you'll have a card like this, a thank you card on your seat. Thank you to all the volunteers. This, If you've served in any way, shape, or form, if you've picked up a bit of litter, if you've been on the host team, if you've helped in kids' ministry, it doesn't matter what you've been involved. If you've been involved in some capacity, then this is your day. Come along on the 25th of Saturday, 2 to 4 p.m. at Common at Inner's Commons by, lake, by the lake, and we'll have a wonderful time. Afternoon tea will be provided, and I'm told there's English breakfast tea. Yes. That's a good, we do really great teas at Activate. Have you noticed that? We do great coffee too, so it's going to be a wonderful time. And the Sunday that follows, the 26th, is Thanksgiving gathering. It's one of my favorite gatherings of the year where we come together. I'm inviting a lot of people who trust you are as well, where we come together and give thanks for what God has done throughout the last 12 months. It's going to be a wonderful time. So a few things to keep your eyes on there. And of course, who enjoyed the light party? Wow. Church, let's give it up for the light party. Tim and Gems did an awesome job. Fantastic. There were over 500 children here. Tim, you guys, sorry, 512 to be exact. So Tim and Gems and the team, you guys were amazing. It was a wonderful, wonderful evening. So well done to you all. Well, kids, you're looking forward to an awesome time this morning? If you're five and over out this way, under fives out through here, crashes over here as well. Fantastic. Well, it's my pleasure to invite Dominique. She's going to come and share a testimony with us. So let's give it up as she comes. Thank you, Dominique. Looking forward to hearing from you. Good morning. Are you awake? Okay. Well, you'll be awake soon. (laughs) Um, Yeah, thank you for letting me share this. Um, I don't know how many of you were here last Sunday about Jan's ponderings. Um, Well, um, after Jan shared that with us, 
Um, it really made me ponder about the big saying that we always say, um, whenever, wherever, be like Jesus. Um, is it just a saying or are we actually doing it? And I got really challenged by that through the gathering and I was really thinking about it and um, I knew I had to listen more and talk less. And those of you that really know me know that that's very hard for me because I'm a big talker, but I do have two ears and one mouth, so I've got to do double the listening and a little bit less of the talking. And I was just thinking about this as the service went along and um, afterwards I needed to nip out and get some groceries, you know, feeding those boys of mine 24-7. And um, I normally just go to pack and save because they got the bulk buys, as we know. But um, I thought, oh, I just need a few things. Maybe I'll just nip down to Ratatuna and just go get the few things that I need. Now, I normally prefer to go to New World because it's just easy to get in and out of the parking. But um, we have this conflict at home because Cameron works at Countdown. And um, I get told off every time I go to New World. And anyway, here I was driving, and the next moment I find myself in the countdown car park. I was like, okay, how did I end up here? Subconsciously, who knows? Anyway, did my shopping and um, came out, and I saw this beautiful lady there standing, uh, crouching over the trolley, just packing her groceries in this recyclable bags and in a backpack. And I was like, ah, oh, this is why I'm here. For once I listened. And I just knew God sent me there. And I tapped on the shoulder and introduced myself. And I said, could I help you with your groceries? How are you getting home? And she said, no, no, she doesn't live too far away. It's about a 20-minute walk. She'll just walk. And I'm like, no, no, how about you not walk today? How about I, I, I give you a lift home? And she was just gobsmacked. She was like, will you do that? I said, yes, of course I will. So we loaded all the groceries in the car and... Um, we just started chatting like, like, like we knew one another for ages. It was not uncomfortable at all. It was really comfortable. And we found that we had so many things in common. We have children the same ages. She's got a girl at tech, like I've got a boy at tech, same ages. And the youngest last year of school. And we were just chatting away driving. And before we knew it, we were at our house. I wish she'd actually lived a little bit further because we could have chatted some more. You know, me, the chatterbox. And anyway, and um, I said, oh, you live in a really nice house. Have you been here long? And then a long story short, um, it was a woman's refuge house. So she's come out of a very abusive relationship. She's been out of the relationship for two years now. And she said to me that that was the nicest thing anybody has done for her in two years' time, just taking her groceries home for her. And I, I encouraged her to keep praying because God will bring the healing and um, gave a little card, invited her to church, gave her my number, and I said, um, you know, if you ever need help with the groceries or anything else, or you just want to have a chat and a coffee, please give me a call, and I'm going to be following up with her, and um, yeah, it's just so easy to, to walk past and to say, oh, it's not my problem, we get busy and everything else, but um, yeah, I just want to encourage everybody, like Jan was pondering, is um, just take that time and just look around and we can all make a difference every day. And I'm grateful that um, I actually listened and God placed me there. Thank you. Great. Isn't that wonderful? As uh, Dominique was talking about, uh, and I made mention of this in the 9 a.m., about these supermarkets, pack and save and count down a new world, it made me, made me think. It's a lot like our Christian journey, really. We're packed and saved. We're on a countdown to a new world. 
So, yeah, it's amazing what can come out of supermarkets, isn't it? <laughs> but talking about making new wells, uh, it's wonderful to see how us as a church family have engaged, particularly in recent weeks at the Muckin Day, going out into our community and the difference that that made and the blessing it brought to many people in our community. I look at the light party that we had on Tuesday and it was wonderful with 512 children, many of them from our community and the blessing that we are as a church family into our community, I think it's wonderful and to be celebrated and to give thanks to God for. But of course, our focus should not only be on our community family, but also our family within us, within Activate. And over the last 12 months, some people in our church family have struggled to pay their power bill, have struggled to send their children on a camp or buy a pair of glasses. And once a year, we receive our CIA, Church in Action Offering, to be available there. And Pastor Jan and her team oversee it as needs are presented and then contributions are made. And the stories that we hear back are just wonderful of how people's lives have been impacted and feel so blessed to be part of our church family. So last week we received an offering. This is our, uh, we do it over a two-week period. This is our second time. And so can I just ask that we be generous as the host team receive the CIA offering. And so I'd pray, let's pray as we receive this. So Father, we thank you for this opportunity to give that, Lord, we may bring your blessing to our church family. Father, I pray through these gifts of finances that, Lord, it would bring hope and relief to those that are struggling financially, Lord. And so we thank you for the capacity that we have to give for this purpose. Father, we pray blessing over these gifts and blessing over those that receive them. In Jesus' precious name. And everyone said, Amen. Fantastic. Thank you, church. Well, it's my pleasure to invite Rachel. Rachel's going to come and share communion with us. So let's give her a hand as she comes. Good morning, church. Uh, it's about 10 years ago, um, I decided to tick something off of my bucket list, and that was to run a marathon. I'm sure you've all got the same thing on your bucket list. Um, we, were <laughs> we were living in Italy at the time, and I had a bit of spare time because Kristen was home a lot with the kids, so was able to go off and train. And, you know, a few times I had to do quite a few long runs, especially as it came towards the actual marathon, which was in Venice, so that's a really cool one to do if you ever do one. Um, so running for a few hours, I decided that I would put on my MP3 player, which I know is probably a bit outdated now, um, and it would play the Bible, and it was just a really cool way to, you know, just listen to God's Word and really hear what He was saying. And the version that I had, I really, really loved. It was the dramatized version. I don't know if any of you have listened to it before, um, but it changes the voices, and it makes the demons sound really scary, and uh, it actually is a little bit exciting. So I'm going to put you through that today. You're actually going to get the dramatized version. So... If you don't like it, um, bear with me. Okay, so Passover was a special time in Jerusalem. Thousands of people came from all over the land to celebrate. The marketplaces were crowded. Every spare room in the city was filled with people preparing for the Passover. Peter and John entered the city through the great stone gates. Their friend Jesus had made arrangements for them to celebrate the Passover meal in Jerusalem but they had to find the house where they were staying. 
Preparing the meal took a long time. Peter and John stood there and watched the crowd of people coming in and coming out. Who are we supposed to look for? asked Peter. A man carrying a water jar, asked, answered John. I can only see women carrying water jars from the well. There are so many people here, said Peter. There he is now, said John, pointing as a man with a water jar began to walk towards them. Peter and John followed the man through the crowded streets. When he went inside a house, Peter and John followed. They asked the owner of the house, do you have a guest room where our teacher and his followers can celebrate the Passover? The man led them to an upper room that was large enough. Peter and John began to get everything ready. First, the room had to be cleaned in a special way. Peter and John arranged for the special food. Soon, everything was ready. Jesus and his followers came together at the appointed time. Everyone sat down on the cushions around the tables. Jesus looked around the room at all of his friends who had gathered there, and he said, Tonight will be the last time we will be together like this. Everyone was puzzled. What was Jesus talking about? Where was he going? What was going to happen? The Passover was a special time of remembering for the Jewish people. Each part of the meal helps them remember how Moses led the people out of Egypt. They also remember how God had cared for the people in the wilderness. They shared special scriptures and said special prayers to help them remember. But tonight, Jesus did something different. He took a loaf of bread, held it up, and gave thanks to God. This is my body, broken for you. Then he broke it and gave it to his friends. Eat this as a way of remembering me. At the end of the meal, Jesus took the cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. This is my blood poured out for you. Then he said, drink this and remember, sorry, drink this and wherever you, whatever you do, remember me and all I have taught and done for you. And he passed the cup around the table. Let us take the bread and the juice and remember what Jesus has taught us and done for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's stand to our feet, church.
this morning that's what, that's what we do we give permission for you guys for all of us to do what you need to do before the Lord to do what's natural to the spirit but are you not, not to what's natural to the flesh, I'm not talking about that, but natural to what the Holy Spirit is stirring in you. Naturally supernatural, remember that phrase from somewhere. To not worry about so much for a moment about the physical surrounds and how good the band is, whether you can sing the notes, or any of that stuff. God, what is God stirring in your heart this morning and worship to Him? Don't be afraid to do that. Yeah. Don't be afraid. You got permission this morning. Everything starts in you.
Caleb said the words before, everything begins and ends in praise. Is that right, Caleb? Yeah. Everything begins and ends in praise. And I believe that's prophetic for us this morning, that we are to declare the name above all names over our situations, over our lives, over our households, over our workplaces. Everything begins and ends in praise. Then sinks my soul. There is power in our, with our tongue, power with our speech. When we declare, when we start to speak out, there is the name above all names. He is worthy of praise. Then sinks my soul. I, I received healing from putting on the band-aid of praise and worship. I was physically healed when I stepped out with my tongue and said, you are my healer, God. I praise you. I worship you. Then sings my soul. Then sings my soul. How about we just let, let our soul go? There is power as we sing. The name above all names. Oh, my soul sings to you, God. together too, isn't it? To worship. It's not, not quite the same, is it, when you're in your bedroom by yourself? 
so nice to gather together and glorify him. Amen. Thank you, team. Fantastic. Don't you love that new song? I love it. Beautiful. Well, good morning. Good morning. Tomorrow night, girls. Keep calm, it's Christmas. Yeah, make sure you get your tickets. It's going to be a good night. We've got, we've got a few things lined up. Christmas Amuse Bouche is one of them. I know. It's like, what's that? Well, wait and see. Christmas Amuse Bouche. Little ideas around that tomorrow. And floral art and do's and don'ts about stress-free Christmas. I love that. I'm not going to get stressed at Christmas. Christmas is a beautiful time. Okay, so last week I shared very, very briefly around some of my ponderings. Sounds a bit funny, doesn't it, ponderings? But anyway, I have been pondering. I mentioned that I had a birthday and that I am going through midlife modification, which is awesome, midlife reconditioning. Um, And my ponderings around that life is fleeting. And life is fleeting for us all, it is the truth. Psalm 39 verse 4 says it, it's the truth. Life is fleeting for us all. And that we are all to be a light on a hilltop that cannot be be hidden, like a city, a light, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden, Matthew, Matthew 5, 14. Tonight, can I tell you, tonight is going to be great. Counterculture is happening tonight. We get, that's a three-part a series uh, that starts tonight, counterculture in the world, but not of the world. In the world, the world of darkness, we are to be shining in the world, but not of the world. And so Chris Hubbard is going to kick that off tonight, so that's going to be great. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear what Chris is going to share tonight. We are to be like that. I am to be like that. I am to, I, I mentioned last week around the whole thing of, I've been pondering around, you know, our saying, as Dominique shared, wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. And that whole thing of, I don't want to just have that as a saying, but I want to live that out, of being purposed, purposed in that, purposed wherever, whenever, being like Jesus. Jesus laid down his life for us, and we are instructed to do the same. I mentioned last week that uh, from Matthew 16, 24, Jesus says, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross and follow me. Straight in your face, die to self. Jan, die to self. Die to my fears, die to my selfish ambition, die to, I'll do it my way, die to pride, Every single day, die to self and follow Jesus. Take up your cross daily and follow me if you want to be my follower. And I thought about that, you know, if I'm going to follow Jesus, I need to be close to him. I I need to be close to know where he's going because otherwise I can't follow him. I'll give you an example of that. We had... Uh, Pastor Wayne and Ruth Swift with us a few weeks ago, and Sheridan is there with them today, uh, ministering in their church. And we took 
Wayne and Ruth out for dinner. Went into town. As you know, sometimes it's hard to get a park in town. And so Sheridan dropped us off at the restaurant. We all got out, Wayne and Ruth and I got out, and Sheridan goes and finds a park. He took quite some time to go and find a park. Anyway, we go and leave the restaurant, and Wayne and Sheridan are having this great conversation walking on ahead of us. Ruth and I are, are having a fantastic conversation. We are walking briskly, I'll let you know that. We're walking briskly, but the guys are going on ahead of us, and they somehow seem to be walking faster than us. We were walking briskly, <laughs> honestly. The guys are going on ahead. Now, remember, we have no idea where the car is parked. No idea. And so the, there's a the few corners to turn, and we're sort of we're having a good talk, and then we're like, oh, where are the guys? Where the, they've just left us. We're in the middle of town. There's two, two women here. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. We end up yelling out, hello, guys, whatever, top of our lungs, trying to find them. <laughs> and um, long story short, we did end up finding them. We got to the car. But if we are not close, we cannot follow. If we're not close to Jesus, we cannot follow him. So we need to be close to him. And I know he's not going to take off ahead of, he's not here, yeah, he's, he's lovely. <laughs> yeah, they're lovely too, but. <laughs> yeah. So taking up our cross, dying to self, following Jesus is being purposed, isn't it? Keeping close to him is being purposed. Now, I, uh, I ask God, as I often do, God, what, do you want to say a word? Do you want to speak a word? to somebody here, and I really felt him say, this is the word, this is the word of God, and I mentioned it briefly last week, but I want to say it a little bit more firmly, nicely firmly, <laughs> because I'm nice, but this, this, I felt that this, Jesus says this is the word for us, the church, for me, for us, the church. I feel that Father God is saying, calling the church. He's calling the church to awake from a slumber or a comfy spot, and I get a picture of a lovely day bed, you know, which is all good. It's lovely. But Father God is saying, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Get up from the comfy spot and get in the game. There's the word of the Lord. I had two people come up to me last week, actually, after the 10.30 gathering, two beautiful women, Karen, thank you, and Joy, both of them were saying, I'm with you in your ponderings. Father's saying the same thing to me, and I know that there's more people here as well saying the same thing. And is Joy here? Joy, what's she saying? No, she had um, her daughter's dance to get to, and she didn't know if she was going to get back in time. But anyway, she had a vision the night before, last, last Saturday night, and she wrote it down for me to read out. And I reckon we need to, I want to share this with you, I reckon we need to share this with everybody. It's an amazing vision. So I want to read this out to you. She's got, last night I had a dream, a vision. I was standing on a beach, 
with a large group of people all around me. The water started swirling in a big circle. Then all of a sudden, the water lifted and a path was made. A bit like the, the Red Sea, the path made. From way out at sea, through the path, Jesus came walking up. Everyone was in awe. And he said, the time is getting very close. Does everyone you have contact with know about me? Let me say that again. The time is getting very close. Does everyone you have contact with know about me? Then he walked back and flew away into the clouds again. Wow. No, I'm, I'm asking God for, for dreams and visions and gives it to joy. But anyway, we get to share this together. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Pretty amazing, pretty serious too. What did Jesus commission us, the church, with? He spent time with his disciples on the earth. And before he went, he said, go and make disciples. Go and take up your cross and follow me. Go and make disciples. And he said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to empower you. We have God with us. God is with us always by his Spirit to empower us. But he said, go and make disciples. He didn't say to me, Jan, go and be comfortable. Blow it. He didn't say, go and keep safe. He didn't even say that. He didn't say, go and keep up with the Joneses. But he said, go and make disciples. Wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. I mentioned a couple of things. Very briefly last week, I said that he is influential. He was influential. He shared the truth. He is the truth. He made a way for a relationship that we've celebrated over communion. He restored relationship back to the Father. He restored that. Oh, I think I never want my soul to stop singing to him for what he has done. And so I want to share a few more things of what, uh, what I see in Jesus. So wherever, we never be like Jesus. We've got to be close to him. We need to know what he's like to be like him, to be purposed, to step it up and being purposed to be like him. And so what I'm pondering about what Jesus is like, but you need to look this up in your Bible yourself. I'm not going to give you a whole lot of scriptures. I want you to delve into that yourself. This is what I see. I see that he's direct. I've just said a couple of direct things that he said to us. He speaks the truth in love. He doesn't hold back from the truth, but he speaks it in love because he loves us. But he speaks, so he's going to speak the truth because he loves us. He's direct. So if I'm to be like Jesus, I need to be direct. I need to speak the truth in love. He cares. He knew what could bring change into people's lives. He knows what can bring change in people's lives. And most of all, not just for the here and now on earth, but for eternity. He knows this, and so he shares it. He cares. He cares. Do I care? Am I going to share with people 
to bring change, not just for the now, but for eternity. He speaks with wisdom. He stands out. We need to speak with wisdom. Stand out. Be that city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Have people go, wow, that wisdom. You know, like Jesus spoke in the temple and people were like, wow, those words. We're instructed to ask for wisdom and he will give it. We need to be like Jesus and speak with wisdom and wow people. He shows mercy and grace. It's beautiful, isn't it? Speaks the truth in love and shows mercy and grace. I need to show mercy and grace. He sought after those who didn't know God's love. Do I seek after people who don't know God's love? Do I seek after them? Do I pray for them? Because Jesus did. He spent time with all ages, the young and the old and the middle-aged, all ages. He spent time with all stages, the poor and the rich, the middle class. He spent time with everyone. He didn't hold grudges. Isn't that wonderful? He didn't hold grudges. He loved all and saw through everyone's mistakes. I need to see through mistakes. He saw through ugly behavior. And he even said, Father, forgive them. I need to see through ugly behavior. Say, Father, forgive them. And he spoke with authority. I need to speak with authority. Jesus gave us authority. He knew the power of the Bible, the Word. In fact, he is the Word. And he used the Word to silence the enemy. Do we do that? He cut through religiosity and pointed back to relationship with the Father. Do I point to relationship with the Father? He was continually close with the Father, as I said, close. He followed the Father, he's close with him. Continually speaking and listening, like Dominic said, listening as well. Do I speak and listen to the Father? And Jesus is so compassionate. Do I have the same compassion? that Jesus has. And so I could go on and on in talking about the different aspects of Jesus. And I encourage you to have a, have a little look at what Jesus was like, because if we're to be like him, we need to know. And I thought about a good, a good question. Well, for me, I was trying to ponder on a question for me that would be good to help me to be able to share with others as a question is, who is Jesus to me? Who is Jesus to me? And I want to, I want to reflect more on that question myself. Who is Jesus to me? Because that's going to help me to be able to share with others who he is to me. 
we've got some invite to church cards. I don't know if you've seen them around, but I'd, I'd love the host, if the host could, could hand them out. I want to put something into your hands, uh, tan- something tangible. You know, last week, how many of you were here last week? Was, was there a... So like, remember last week, I, I invited some people to come up the front, those of you who had stepped into relationship with Jesus by somebody speaking to you, with somebody being um, influential and telling you about Jesus or inviting you to church. And it was amazing to see the people up here. So anyway, I asked a few people, I don't know if you asked, asked a few people about how they came to know Jesus. And, and there were all but one, one of them that I spoke to was uh, they came to know Jesus by somebody inviting them to church. I thought that was interesting. Somebody actually invited them to church. There was one that, that um, he had a druggy friend who had had an encounter with God and told him about Jesus. But he didn't actually invite him to church, but he told him about Jesus. But all the rest of them they had actually had a friend who had invited them to church. Actually, one of them, one of them had said that there was a friend at the gym and they really, her and her husband, really looked up to this friend at the gym and saw what was in her life and wanted it. So they actually, they knew that she went to church. So they actually went up to her. Their their marriage was in a mess. They went up to her and said, could we go to church with you? And went along to church with this lady who they thought was really cool, went along to church, they met Jesus, and their marriage was saved. Isn't that great? Yeah, very cool. So they actually asked to go to church rather than the, the lady inviting them. But those, those cards are something that you've got there, and we've got plenty of them. You can grab more of them. And I know I've, I've used them to be able to say, hey, would you like to come to church? Because it's a great place to be, isn't it? Yeah. And if it's going to introduce them to Jesus, then that's what I want to do. Matthew 10, Jesus sends the apostles out in Matthew 10. And I'm not going to read it all to you today. But uh, from, I, I encourage you to read it, Matthew 10. And Jesus, is, he's there, he's sending the apostles out. And he's being, you know, quite direct as I said before, you know, he's very direct and he tells, gives them the instructions. And I thought it was incredibly uh, amazing that his words that he uses. I just want to uh, point out a couple of words. And from verse 17 to 19, uh, Jesus says, But beware, for you will be handed over to the courts and you will be flogged with whips in the synagogues. What? He's sending them out and he's not, he's not saying to them, it's going to be all okay. I'm with you. I'll keep you safe. He says, beware, you'll be handed over to the courts. You'll be, you'll be whipped. But he says, you know, make the most. Make the most of this, of this um, opportunity because you're going to get to speak to them about me. So it's not like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to save you from that harm. It's like, no, beware. Just come on. Be strong. This will happen and make the most of the opportunity to share about me. And then verse 28, don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. Like there's people who are going to want to kill your body. Don't be afraid. They cannot touch your soul. He didn't say be safe. 
he said, there's going to be people that might want to kill you. But the eternal is far more important. Steve McCracken wrote this past week from Colossians 4, 3 and 4. Who gets Steve McCracken's daily things? They're good, aren't they? And I was challenged by this message that he wrote from Colossians 4, 3 and 4. I won't read that out, but Paul asks for prayer. He's in prison. And you know, Steve writes here, you know, Paul is asking for an opportunity. He didn't say, come on, church, I want you to pray that I'll be released from prison. He doesn't write that. He says, church, I'm in prison, but um, I want you to pray for the opportunity for me to share for me to share the good news. I want you to pray for opportunities for me to share with these ones. He doesn't pray that he will get removed from this discomfort, but that he will have the opportunity to share. And then Steve McCracken writes this. He says, is our focus on others hearing about Jesus from us and seeing Jesus in us, or is it more about our situation changing? Challenging, eh? Is our focus on others hearing about Jesus from us and seeing Jesus in us? Or is it more about our situation changing? We need to know that Jesus loves us. If we're going to share about the love of Jesus, we need to know how much he loves us how much he is for us, how much he is for our eternity with him, how much he loves us that he went to that cross for us, that he said, yep, Father, I don't really want to go there, but I'm going to do it because I know what this means. I know. We need to be in that place. I know Jesus loves me. He went to that cross for me. And we need to know that so much, have such a conviction of that, that it wouldn't that it would naturally just spill over. I've got to tell someone else. I've got to tell. I can't keep this to myself. Jesus loves me so much. Jesus loves you so much. We need to be in that. You know, I was at this, I was at a party last night, 21st birthday party. And I was speaking to a young lady and she didn't know Jesus, and um, she was from another city, and we've got a church that is in, in the city where she comes from, and so, I thought, well, I'll start telling her about, you know, this church that we've got there, you know, you might know the people that lead it, and da-da-da, and started telling her about that, and anyway, we had a nice conversation, but I was thinking afterwards, oh, I could have done that better, you know, as I said, I'm pondering, I'm like, how can I make my everyday count or be obedient to Jesus wherever, whenever, be like Jesus? And so I was asking my son on the way home, what do you reckon? How could I have done that better? And he said to me, well, Mom, just tell her how much Jesus loves her. Jesus loves you so much. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, could that have, you know, maybe she would walk away from me because she doesn't, you know, 
you might feel awkward. It's like you, you need to trust the Holy Spirit <laughs> that the Holy Spirit would encounter her through your words <laughs> because it's the truth that Jesus loves her so much. Oh, okay. So I need to get better at this. I'm on this journey. But maybe I need to trust the Holy Spirit a bit more. Maybe like Pastor Ray shared last week, he shared with a man from Nepal about Jesus. And then the guy goes, I had a dream that someone was going to tell me this. And then I, I remembered that, and I was like, oh, heck. That young lady might have had a dream that this lady was going to tell her how much Jesus loved her, and I didn't tell her. But I was speaking to someone after the 9 a.m. gathering, actually, and they had a similar experience. And I was like, thank you, Jesus, that I don't have to walk each day in any guilt or shame, but that he gives me a new day. And that together, as we talk about this together, as we say, come on, how can I do this better? How can I share about Jesus' love? I just get up again, and I want to do that better. I want to share that better. I want to see people coming into relationship with him because I know how good it is. I know that Jesus loves me. I know that he loves them so much. Is there anyone here that doesn't know how much Jesus loves you? That doesn't know what it is to live in a relationship with Jesus? You know, Heavenly Father, he is our creator. He made Every person, he is our creator, our maker. And he made it way back in Eden for us to be able to walk with him in intimacy, walk in the garden with him, live in relationship with him. And we're the ones who stuffed it up. But Jesus came and made a way and bridged the gap, broke the power of sin, so that we might have relationship again with our Heavenly Father. And I can live in relationship with Him because of what Jesus has done as we celebrate it in communion. If, would everyone like to close their eyes? I'd like to give opportunity right now for anybody, if you don't know what it is to live in relationship with Jesus, I want to give you opportunity to respond to Him right now you don't know what it is to live in a relationship with your heavenly father, your maker, your creator. That's what you're created for, to live in relationship with him. Is there anyone that wants to respond to him? I'd love to pray for you this morning. Just give me a wave if you want to respond. Is there anyone here? Okay, I pray that all of us are living in relationship with him. And so to finish, I want to um, commission us as a church. You know, I think I've shared before, there is a little saying that Tana Umanga said, this is not a game of tiddlywinks. Speaking of rugby, 
But that is just the same for Christianity. It's not a game of tiddlywinks. This is about eternity, not just the here and now, living in relationship with Him. Yes, that's awesome. But for eternity, for my eternity and for everybody's eternity, it's not a game of tiddlywinks. But this is serious. This is about future eternity. Everyone will eventually die. We're all heading there. Everyone will eventually die. We all enter into eternity. It's how that looks like will make the difference. We are the ones commissioned to tell others, to give others the hope of living in relationship with God, our Maker, our Heavenly Father. We're the ones who are commissioned. Go and make disciples. Go, take up your cross and follow me. We're the ones. And I think if I was out of relationship with Heavenly Father, if it was me out there, I didn't know what it was like. This is what I'm pondering. If I didn't know, then I'd want someone to get out of behind their fears, get out in front of their fears and tell me, to pray for me, to tell me how much God loves me. I'd want that. Maybe invite me to church. So today I want to, as I said, I want to commission us, the church. I want to give us the opportunity to respond to his word. Have you told everybody that you have contact with about me? And so if you want to be commissioned afresh this morning, then I want to invite you to stand with me and I want to pray for us together. Commission us together. Commission me and you. Would you like to stand with me now? Father, I thank you for your church. Father, I commission your church right now. Anoint us, Holy Spirit. Fill us afresh, Holy Spirit. Anoint our lives afresh today. I thank you for your commissioning upon our lives. I thank you that you have called us, that you entrust us with your message, with your love. Thank you. Thank you for entrusting us to be like you. Anoint our lips, Holy Spirit, I pray. May all fear drop to the ground. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray that you would give us your eyes to see others as you see them. May we have your heart, Father, a heart of compassion to the people around us. May our ears be anointed right now. May we listen to you, Holy Spirit, who 
as you would lead us and guide us. Anoint our hands to be able to touch and lead and guide other people to you. Thank you for your empowering. We give you praise for signs and wonders, salvations following a church that it rises up, commissioned for you, rises up, stepping past our fears. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the many that will step into relationship with you. Amen. 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 Church commissioned. Amen. God bless. Thank you very much, Jan. Wonderful word. Isn't it a great challenge? It really, really is. Thank you so much, Pastor Jan. Great. Well, it would be great now to gather around Kay. Kay, why don't you come out the front? I think if there's ever a person who takes this great commission to the ends of the earth, it's Kay. And it's been wonderful to have you with us for the last two months, Kay. So can I ask those that are on the missions team and friends to come and gather around Kay and we're going to pray for her, which would be great. Great message to go out on, eh? And um, we want to honour you, Kay, and, and just express our appreciation of how you take the Great Commission to the ends of the earth. You own it. You serve Jesus as best as you can. And you're an inspiration in that. And so we want to honor you and thank you for your service. And we all count it a, a privilege to stand behind you, to pray for you, to give and to support you. So fantastic. So I'm going to ask Pastor Jan to lead us off as we pray. Yeah. Mm, thank you, God, for Kay. Thank you, God, that you are with her now, that you lead her and guide her, that you will be with her on that plane. And God, thank you, God, for, a, for an upgrade. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for a great trip. Thank you that you go before her, that you will be with her every single moment. Thank you, God, for your leading and guiding in these decisions yet to be made when she arrives on that soil, Lord. Thank you, God, that you would yeah, even breathe into her a clarity, a, um, answer, answer some of those questions for her that she would know. Uh, without a doubt that she would be able to have an incredible, clear direction forward. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that she would be uh, filled with your empowering. Thank you, God, that you have called her for such a time as this. Thank you, God. Thank you for uh, placing wonderful people around about her. We thank you for the people that are already there but that are yet to come. Thank you, God, for great friends, great um, uh, buddies alongside her that would encourage, lift her up, uh, and also lead her forward as well and, and encourage her forward. May she know her, uh, the, the love of her church family around about her. Thank you, God. Lord God, I just uh, pray for Kay. I just pray for a fresh anointing over her father. I pray that... Um, your light may shine through her, Father, that, um, again, all those decisions that are in the background, Father, uh, come to clarity, Lord God, that um, it's all appointed and purposed for you and through you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. So I'll just commit health upon her as well, Father, 
and as she um, boldly steps into the opposite season, Father, I just pray all of that go well with her, Father. Yeah, Kay, I really just get a, a picture of, um, of the journey that you are on, that God has been leading you for many years into missions um, work. And, and I just get a sense that to do, your time here the last couple of months has been a little bit of a petrol station, that God has been fueling you, he's been refreshing you, he's been um, equipping you, he's been imparting to you, he's been giving you fresh vision, he's been giving you fresh strategies that are from heaven, that they're not from just your mind, that they're from heaven, they're from the throne room of God himself, and that he sends you from this petrol station fueled up ready for the next part of your journey. Uh, and it's going to be an exciting part of the journey. There's going to be um, some really cool scenic parts of that journey. There's going to be some, some valleys that you're going to go through. There's going to be some highs. But God is going to be with you through every part of that journey. So just go back to Belgium knowing that you're refreshed, that you're f- fueled up and ready to go, that you've got everything that you need. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, okay, just got that verse, you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And yeah, I just wanted to clear that over you and declare that you'd know his leading in that regard, going out with joy and being forth with peace. So Father, we thank you for Kay. We declare your blessing upon her and her family, Lord. Father, we release her. Lord, in the authority of Jesus Christ, that, Lord, she is one that carries the kingdom of God within her. And wherever she goes, wherever her feet would tread, there the kingdom of God is expressed and Jesus is glorified. Bless her abundantly, we pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. God bless. Okay, wonderful. Have a safe journey. Kay was telling me before, she has about 30 hours in the airplane. So, It's a long, long time, but God bless. Well, a few uh, highlights to bring to your uh, attention before we go. If you haven't signed up already for Keep Calm, It's Christmas, this is your opportunity, ladies, to do that. It's going to be fantastic. This evening, Chris Hubbard will be sharing around counterculture. You take a seat for a few moments. That's going to be great. Really looking forward to that. If you have kids... I know the leaders would really appreciate you picking them up. Sometimes they do get left behind, believe it or not. So that's cool. If you have a prayer need, can I encourage you to come forward? There's a prayer team that would love to pray with you and for you. And thank you for being generous in your giving. As you leave, there's giving stations on the left-hand side where you can give electronically. So thank you for your generous giving. Well, I think it would be great uh, for us to go out on a song you reckon, Caleb? I reckon that's pretty good. I reckon that's pretty good. And if you're a guest with us today, as you leave, there's Owen at the back holding a white pack. So feel free to pick one up and there you can find out more details about the church. But church, let's jump to our feet as we close with the song. Thanks, Caleb. All right. Let's praise our God this morning. Wow, this afternoon. The first time this afternoon. (laughs) Here we go. You ready? All right, let's, let's do this.
Whatever comes, whatever goes, come on. Whatever comes, whatever goes, there is one thing that I know. You are faithful. You are faithful. So I speak about your word, and as the power would change my world, you're my afternoon and into your week. Praise God with everything you do this week. Bless you. We'll see you around.